Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Oh, this is episode 212 of the Tony Steak Podcast, a special MLB preview for the upcoming season. Uh, I'm here with myself, of course. I'm uh, doing the intro like I usually don't do uh, because Sean is not doing the MLB preview, but I am not alone. I also have my old friend Tony here. Yes, hello. It's good to be back. Just did a sports podcast not too long ago, and now uh, we're here for the MLB preview, which is uh, one of our favorite things, I feel like. We know we've been doing this for, even when we were just writing for the Tony's Take website, we always would do previews to start the season. I think it's always exciting because, you know, when the season starts back up, it's like, you know, you've missed it. It hasn't been there for you for a few years, or a few years, I'm sorry, a few months. Uh, Hasn't been there for you for a few months, so... It's always good when it's the start of a brand new season for any sport, but I feel like for me, it's always baseball and football always get me the most excited. I don't know why, but here we are. To, and last year was such an interesting season because it was only a, what was it, like a 60, 60 game season? 60 game season. Started in the summer, eight playoff teams. Uh, it was, I enjoyed the season very much. And, yeah. Um, you continue talking. I will remind you why I enjoyed the season very much. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was definitely an interesting season last year. With it only being sixty games, and uh, I remember it was about uh, a little bit a uh, little bit longer than this time last year. I was excited for the baseball season, then of course all the COVID stuff happened, and it made us not uh, not get to um, have a full season. But uh, as Andy is showing me right now, which many of you cannot see, and by many of you I mean all of you, uh, it's a Dodgers picture of them celebrating winning the World Series, and. Uh, I've been friends with Andy for a few years now, and he's very passionate about his favorite teams, mostly uh, his three favorite, the Dodgers, the Clippers, and the Chargers. And, you know, it was he deserved to see one of his teams win it. And uh, not to give any spoilers, but uh, we think he could see his team win it again here in the near future. I mean, uh, there is a, we're going to give you guys a baseball preview about uh, who we think is going to win each division, who we think is going to win the uh, the pennants, the World Series, and then we'll probably give you guys each like a MVP prediction, maybe a Cy Young prediction, and then just talk about the new uh, faces and new places and what to expect in this 2021 season that we will get a full 162-game season. And uh, as far as I know, too, most of you guys will be able to go watch your team in your uh, local stadium and whatnot. So. Every, every stadium will be open for fans on opening day. Uh, just, just limited capacity. So that's all right. It's um, better than no capacity. Although when I was looking at tickets, um, do you know where Toronto is playing this year? Where Toronto is playing? Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, hold on. Don't tell me. I did hear it somewhere. I forgot though. But it was was it Florida? It's or? the Tampa area, just like the Raptors. Uh, but it is a, uh, I believe it's a single AA baseball stadium. So okay. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Is uh, that a shorter fence? <laughs> Because I know, I they've got some sluggers on that Blue Jays team, which we will also talk about because they were one of the most active teams this uh, offseason. Yeah, no, we'll get to it. Uh, but I still want to talk about last season, kind of, you know, remind everyone what happened, not just that the Dodgers won. but um, And, yeah, I brought up my little picture and uh, maybe it reminded me I saw Kike there. Kike is no longer with the team. It's very sad. But yeah, um, I'm happy for him. Uh, but, you know, what else happened? Uh, the Dodgers were the number one team all year long. Padres were amazing. They they lived up to their promises. A, a good young team. Yes, they did. Uh, Tampa made it to the World Series. Keeps uh, being one of those teams that it's like, how are they winning games? And yet they 
just do more than that too. Yeah, so they they took the Dodgers to six games. Uh, probably should have been five. There was that awful, awful ending uh, that I almost killed myself after watching. <laughs> do you remember that one? Yeah, when I was uh, what's his face had the base hit. So no one that will ever remember that guy and got that hit. Yeah, and it was crazy. And he even errors. said that he he actually talked about because he's actually a pretty funny guy. And he talked about because he knows he's a nobody that happened to have one of the biggest hits and probably the biggest hit in race history to date at the time. Yeah, and uh, he even said that uh, they were they asked him. They said uh, they were interviewing him during a game when he was in the outfield in the spring training this year, and they said what uh, what changed in your life uh, after that hit? And he said people in my hometown now knew who I was. <laughs> And it's uh, it's kind of funny because here in our hometown, you know, we have the privilege of having Freddie Freeman from our hometown, who is NL MVP this past season, one of the better players in baseball. And so obviously everybody knows who he is, but it's also like I he's definitely though still probably more popular walking around Atlanta than he is in his hometown, though, because still like a lot of people, I feel like it's like, oh, it's, you know, Freddie. I mean, people don't seem to like make such a big scene, but I feel like I've been told before through a source because I'm buddies with one of freddie's best friends that said that when he goes out in atlanta it is a lot of people do come up to him and whatnot so yeah he, he's definitely on that uh chipper jones track of being a, a yes. big face of that and especially so if he wins them a title which is yeah. what he says he wants to do i mean yeah. and the braves have been one of those teams that are going to continue to be in the top top five for sure and uh chances to win it which we will yeah. also get into later yeah and you can't you can't forget that part of last year as well the dodgers were down 3-1 to the Braves in the NLCS and were able to come back. Uh, so heartbreaking for the Braves, uh, but they'll still be there. They're, they're still a great team. So uh, uh, before we get into, you know, predictions, let's kind of recap of the off season here. So uh, I pulled uh, the top 20 free agents uh, from a certain website and we're going to go tell you who, where they signed, uh, you know, going from our reverse orders. So we're going to start at the bottom. So uh, number 20 here is, Nelson Cruz uh, returned to the Twins on a one-year $13 million deal. Nelson Cruz is definitely in his 40s at this point. <laughs> he might be 41. It's it's great that he's able to just keep going, just keep playing DH, uh, hit home runs. That's all That's all they ask for him. Yeah, so. and that's what all he can do. And that's the thing is like your your career can be prolonged when you're in the AL. That's probably what's going to be the deal yeah. with Albert Pujols and now Nelson Cruz. And Cruz still a couple years ago was still in the top in the home run leaders in the AL. So – the guy can still hit home runs, so if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yep. Uh, so next up, Jose Quintana signing with the Angels. One year, $8 million. Uh, the Angels just need starting pitchers. <laughs> uh, Quintana <laughs> they, they was... They not anybody that can throw the ball to the plate at this point. That's going to be the Angels' biggest Achilles deal. So really quickly, since we're talking about the Angels... Uh, some, actually, never mind. I'll wait till we get into more of like... The, oh, we'll, we'll visit every team. Yeah, here, once, so. we, once we visit them, I'm going to point something out that I think is really funny and ironic. Yep. Uh, next up, Jock Peterson going to the Cubs, one year, seven million, uh, leaving the World Champion Dodgers. Uh, happy to see him uh, get that ring, and you know now he's 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 free to pursue a bigger role here with the Cubs. Uh, if you notice, these are all one year deals, all pretty short. But it's a weird free agency. It's the top top players still get paid, but the uh, the smaller ones, it's it's harder and harder to get money, especially long term money. So uh, again, next up. Andrelton Simmons, yeah, he's leaving the Angels, going to the Twins, one year, ten and a half million. Uh, I'm surprised that you know three years ago you'd say Simmons would definitely be getting a bigger deal. Yeah, uh, he was a, a really bright young player, but it just didn't work out with the Angels. And the guy that's replacing the Angels actually might be a better defensive shortstop. I mean, he's he's younger, but he also has shown really good plays this summer. He actually had a really good play. I think it was yesterday. 
And that's uh, Jose Iglesias, who I don't think is on this list here, but he was just because he was just a kind of a nobody that signed with the Angels. But he's had potential to have decent times. You know, he had a good batting average year with the Tigers one time. And so I think the Angels actually upgraded at shortstop. But we'll, well see. Well, not according to this website, which had Simmons as a better free agent. But uh, anyways, uh, the next one we got here, James McCann, the catcher from the White Sox, going to the Mets, four years, $40 million. Uh, he had a, like a crazy good year last year, but no one really believes it's sustainable because I think he's already like 30. And uh, he's not related to Brian McCann. It's just a coincidence that they're both McCann catchers. Uh, but he's getting a longer-term deal, but not a ton of money per year. Uh, I don't know. But someone who's an above-average hitter at catcher, it's all, there's always value in that. Uh, the, ne- the next player here is someone who you also would have thought would have got more money based on a couple years back. Uh, Marcus Semien leaving the A's, going to the Blue Jays, one year, $18.5 million. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was a couple – I want to say a couple of years ago on Tony's take, I think, was it you or our good friend Cooch who used to be on the podcast with us, which actually it's his birthday today, happy birthday, that one of you guys picked him to be MVP of the AL. It might have been me. I, yeah, yeah, I mean, was, I was shocked when I saw that too because I was like, really, is he really that like good? And I remember looking up his numbers and being like, oh shit, he really does kind of have like MVP type numbers. So yeah. Yeah, That's I mean, he was a good addition to the Blue Jays. And that wasn't yeah. the only move the Blue Jays made. We're going to get to that in a little bit here too. Yeah, next up, uh, Justin Turner uh, returning to the Dodgers. Uh, it seems like the uh, the COVID controversy didn't sink him here. He's coming he's coming back for two years, $34 million. Uh, he's a fan favorite. I don't know if he's actually worth that. I don't know if he's worth two years, especially in this current market. But he's a fan favorite. He's from SoCal. You know, he's going to – he'll he'll stay with the Dodgers the rest of his career, which I think will be these two years. So, yeah, uh, I think everyone's happy with that. Um, he's a guy who might be, he could extend his career as a DH, but I don't know if he actually would want that. Uh, but he's still, he's still pretty good in the field, even though in his advanced age. So, uh, but I would imagine he'll play more first base this year. Um, and then also who knows what, if the DH, remember there, there was DH in both leagues last year. Yeah. That's, and I've talked about that a lot, which is why when somebody was asking me, I think, why like why the Dodgers got rid of Kike Hernandez, I said, well, think about it, dude. It was like last year the Dodgers were able to play more players because they got to have a DH, and it was like there just wasn't room for him anymore. But he's yeah. still a great hitter. I think he'll do decent in Boston. He's got some good hitters around him. All right. Our next deal, uh, Michael Brantley staying with the Astros two years, $32 million. Um, that just They needed to not let everyone go, so they uh, kept Brantley, who's uh, been good for him. So... They're still going to be a good team, I think. Uh, yeah. So why not? They're predict they're uh, favored to win the AL West right now too. Not by much over the Oakland A's, but still favored nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, our next deal is for a, a closer. They they still get paid when they're good. Uh, Liam Hendricks is going to the White Sox, three years, fifty four million. Uh, the White Sox want to win, so they're willing to spend some money on uh, maybe someone who's not worth that much, but they're just trying to improve their team in marginal ways because they think that they're a, re- a really good team. Uh, although I did see today that uh, Eloy Jimenez is probably going to be off the entire year. Five to six months I saw, I think. So that's that sucks. He's a fun player. He is. He's got one of those uh, players that has a – what is he, South American or something like that? I think he's Cuban. I think, Cuban? All, I think they have a bunch of Cubans on the, the team. He's one of those guys that has like the swag. Yeah, they got Jimenez and they got what, Luis Robert? And then the uh, the long-term guy, which I'm forgetting. <laughs> the first baseman. The first baseman. Yeah. Yeah. So – yeah, that's a bummer for uh, the White Sox because there was a lot of uh, – still is a lot of hype on that team this year. I think they're 
I have them making a run this year, so we'll see. Yep. Uh, next up, uh, the Astros are. They brought in Jake Odorizzi, uh, two years, twenty-four million. The guy's had some pretty good years, mostly average years, but he's definitely a guy you slot in in your rotation. Um, so that's again, it's Astros are a team that wants to compete. So uh, you always need arms, you need as many as you can get. Uh, next up, Kevin Gaussman uh, accepted his qualifying offer with the Giants. So I believe that's like around eighteen million. Uh, so that means they they had to they had to give him that in order to get compensation if he left in free agency and sometimes people just accept that qualifying offer so uh, he did so that means he'll be a free agent just totally free next year uh, but he's coming back to the giants uh the next deal dd gregorius going to the phillies two years 28 million he seems like he's been around for a while you know he's just always yeah. around it's just a, a player he's just he's there he's good and he's always one of those guys that gets a lot like that that big three-run home run in like the sixth inning or something like that like he's just always he is still a, whoops. <laughs> I almost kicked the trash can, my bad. He is still a uh a threat at the plate. Like he can hit the long ball. I mean, you have to respect him when he's up there, but uh he's always been on solid teams. Like when he was on the Diamondbacks, they I felt like they had some pretty good teams then, and then he got to play for the Yankees for a little bit, and then um now he's on the Phillies and he gets to hit in a solid lineup that has, you know, Bryce Harper, uh Real Mudo and Hoskins. Solid little lineup over there in Philly. No more uh Ryan Howard, Chase Utley, Bobby. It's been a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next up, uh, the Padres made a big. They made a bunch of big moves. But, yeah, they had a big uh, offseason. Uh, they they signed, I think, the top international player, and I don't want to. I don't want to pretend I know what it is. Hey, Hey Song Kim. Uh, he's a shortstop coming four years, twenty eight million. So good, good deal for him if he pans out. Um, Padres want to be good. They're they're spending money. They do, and they they have to spend money if they want to compete with uh, the Dodgers. Yeah, you know, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Uh, the next one we've got Marcus Stroman. Uh, he also accepted the qualifying offer from the Mets, so that's again that's around eighteen million dollars. So he's going to be part of that rotation. They've got some uh, really good arms there. They traded for him. Was that just this last year or the year before? I don't remember, but they got him. I think like sometime last year. Yeah, I don't think he's done a whole lot, but he's definitely a talented pitcher. So last year was such a blur; it's just hard to yeah, hard to know. Uh, so now we're getting into like the top guys here. So G- DJ LeMahieu, who worked out so incredibly well for the Yankees coming over from uh, Colorado. Uh, he, he's re-signing with them six years, 90 million. Uh, he's, he's absolutely a fan favorite there. He's just a, he's just a batting average guy. That's, that's what he is. Doesn't, doesn't do uh, a whole lot, but he, you know, he, he gets on base. He hits for a high average and it's like in a, in a previous era, maybe he'd be, an even bigger star, but he's he's playing for the Yankees and he's beloved there. So uh, it was obvious they were going to bring him back. Um, also, the the Braves they're bringing back Marcelo Zuna, four years, sixty four million. Uh, he's just he's. It's nice when you don't have to be like the guy there. That they have like four better hitters, but he's he's a really good player. Yeah, he is, and he had a big home run. I think this uh, postseason. And whatnot. He has a. He could definitely. He's a good cleanup hitter. He hits the long ball well. You know, he gets the bat behind Freddie Freeman. You've got a couple other good hitters behind him. They've got Acuna up there also. It's like it is a very good Braves lineup. Yeah, and and again, like the Padres, they uh, they're good and they want to compete, which means they have to continue to spend money to stay you know competitive with the Dodgers. Uh, all right, our next guy here, 
George Springer leaving the Astros. Um, a little bit of surprise. It's like what a what a short but like impactful career for him uh, with that team. That you'd think maybe he'd be a guy they want to make the face of the franchise for years to come. Uh, but he's getting a lot of money. Six years, $150 million from the Blue Jays. So uh, he will not be an Astro. And uh, he was always the scariest batter to face yeah, in that lineup. I honestly think so, too. Because whenever it was the playoffs, uh, Springer would come around. And it was just yeah. like he he really was the scary part. And I think that's why I'm like a little not so sure about that Astros lineup this year. Because I know you still got Bregman and whatnot, but... Altuve didn't seem like he had quite the year last year. And Springer, I always did think Springer was the scariest hitter in that lineup. I don't know why. Like, I remember two years ago or so, two, three years ago, I would do prop bets sometimes on on saying yes for the Astros, whoever they were playing, to have a run in the first inning. And a lot of times it was because – and I remember one time it was because bottom of the first inning it was 0-0 still and Springer let it off and just hit a bomb. Like, he would, he, that's what he would do. He would just hit – he would just – get on base to start the game, whether it be a, a home run or like a leadoff double or whatnot. But he was um, a very dangerous hitter, still is. And I think with this, you know, Blue Jays team, it's going to be a fun young lineup. I mean, they've got some good young hitters that get to be around him and whatnot. So Blue Jays should be one of those teams that's going to be exciting this year. I mean, they, they should be a team that puts up runs, but uh, the biggest thing is going to obviously be their pitching. But they do have a couple good guys, so we'll see. Yeah, yeah, they're – they're a team uh, looking to do damage in the playoffs. They did make it last year uh, with the expanded field, but they, they want to do more. This year, really quick, speaking of expanded, expanded field, does it go back to normal this year? I think so. so there's I think two just, wild card teams? Yeah. All right. All right, so our, our second biggest signing, JT Realmuto going to the Phillies, five years, $125 million. Uh, I mean, he was on there last year. He was uh, – a big trade, so now they're they're keeping him long term. One of the best offensive catchers, probably the best offensive catcher, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, I would say so. So they want to uh, hold on to them there. That makes sense. Uh, I don't know if they're really a, com- a a big competitor there, but they're not they're not bad. So, I mean, what's what's the point of letting him go? Yeah, the, the NL East is a very good division this year. Because, I mean, uh, and we'll get into that in a little bit, but, I mean, you've got the Braves, the Mets made a lot of moves, and then Definitely. you've got them. And, I mean, honestly, the even though I don't – I mean, the Nationals made some moves. They were the last place team last year, but they – Yeah, so they won't talented. be this year. I think the, the Marlins, I think, are going to have last this year. But the NL East yeah. might be – it might be the deepest division. One of the – I mean, I think with, like, can, like anybody that can win that division because the Nationals still have a – we'll get into it. You know, we'll get into it. I don't want to give too many spoilers. We'll talk about the NL East. I'm getting too ahead of myself. I yeah. get excited when I – it's on the second. It's on the second tab. Some of the players. Uh, so the, the the big signing, the uh, the prized uh, free agent this year was Trevor Bauer, and um, I have a little bit of a history of Trevor Bauer. At least I've I've criticized him, criticized him over We've the talked years. Talked about him on Tony's take before. Yeah, back he's, before we were a podcast, we wrote about him on the website. He is an interesting guy. He speaks his mind, um, and he's said a lot of weird things. But he's he's bet on himself. Uh. I, no one thought he'd be in this position three years ago. He was a talented pitcher, but you know didn't perform all the well. But he's been great. I mean, he was he was a Cy Young winner last year. He was amazing. It seemed like he figured everything out. Now he's going to the Dodgers on a three-year, one hundred and two million dollar deal. It's the uh, the largest uh, per year deal ever. Um, and it's I believe he can get out of it after one year, and they can pay him forty five million next year, and he can go and try to get another deal. So. Uh, it's it's insane. It's a lot of money, 
but the, I think the Dodgers were attracted to the uh, low amount of years and that they didn't have to commit a whole lot. And they're just like, hey, if you're we can afford you for these years, just as long as you perform, then, you know, hopefully, I mean, if he blows out his arm, they only are on the hook for two more years. So, yeah. Uh, but he needs to be good. I, I mean, I guess he doesn't need to be good for the Dodgers to be good, but like it's so much money that it seems like. He can't be. He can't go back to like what he was three years ago. You're paying for that top of the line guy. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. No, I think. I think. It'll, I think it'll be good for the Dodgers. I think he's gonna be happy too because he's back. He went to UCLA. I don't know where he grew up, but or where he's from. I but. think he's from the Valley. Okay, or, so I mean, I, I know I, I looked up. He's from. He went to Hart High School, uh, Magic Mountain. Okay, so I, I think he's gonna be happy in LA. I just think it's one of those things where he's been in basically he's been in Ohio his whole like MLB career, right? He's been in Cleveland and Cincinnati. He started with the Diamondbacks, but okay. But then he went to Cleveland, or Cincinnati, uh, Cleveland and Cincinnati. I just feel like he he let he wears his emotions on his sleeve. Like he was just it just seemed like he was never happy. And I think now in LA he's actually going to be happy, and he knows he's on a championship contending team. Like he knows he could be the guy that gets the ball in his hand game seven of the World Series. You know, so it's I think he's going to be up for that challenge this year, and I think he actually is going to be well. And I think you know he's he play he's going to pitch for a lineup that's going to give him you would think on average five runs five six like five runs I won't go as absurd to say six runs a start because that's a lot but we'll just say five runs a a start I mean this could be one of those years where I know people were a little unsure because Trevor Bauer does have the high ERA in his career like he's got an ERA in his career over three but I mean this is one of those seasons where Trevor Bauer could have a three point four ERA and win 23 games though because he's going to have a lineup that gives him runs and he's going to be able to go six seven innings so should be a interesting year i mean i think he's got i think he's gonna have a good year i think he's definitely a high i mean i almost said heisman <laughs> uh cy young candidate for sure yeah definitely and they're, they're paying him to be that so uh well we also had some trades this offseason uh, i'm going to start with some ones that aren't not as big starting off the, the angels traded for alex cobb who is a Really middle-of-the-road starter, but as we said before, the Angels just need starting pitching. So uh, that's a guy, at least. Uh, next up, interesting trade between two uh, divisional opponents. I think two guys who are popular with their teams. Uh, Elvis Andrews for Chris Davis, straight up. That was just weird, but I guess change of scenery or something. Elvis Andrews has been there for years and years. And uh, Chris Davis, once upon a time, was the the bat in that middle of that Oakland lineup. Uh, he wasn't very good last year, but um, I don't know. It was a weird deal, but especially because it's two teams in the same division. Yeah. But probably ultimately not that much of a difference maker. Uh, and then we got the big ones. Uh, Snell going to the Padres. Uh, we last saw him in the World Series. He was dominating the Dodgers. He had a very good last game, didn't he? Yeah, he got pulled. Uh, in the sixth inning, and he still had some left in the tank probably, but uh, they pulled him out, and the Dodgers came back and won the World Series in that game. And uh, now he's going to the Padres. Well, he'll get to face the Dodgers multiple times, and uh, I'm sure he's really excited about that opportunity. He's going to be playing on a you know championship-level team again, and they're just another you know big impact player for the Padres. So uh, <laughs> they they mean it this year. They are. They, I think they think they are the best team. Whether the world thinks it, I think they have that attitude that they are the best team. Uh, they also added Yu um, Darvish as well in a trade. So, But I think Snell is the bigger move there. Yeah, no, definitely. Blake Snell is a uh, 
uh, Blake Snell is a very good uh, pitcher. He's going to add to that rotation. I mean, that was one thing about the Padres in the playoffs last year was they didn't have Lamette was out, and I think they had somebody else hurt too. I can't remember. I know they, Clevenger. They traded for Clevenger and then he didn't play. So That's honestly one of the guys I keep forgetting is on that rotation is Clevenger. Because when Clevenger is at his best, he's a, a Cy Young type pitcher also. And it's like you've got him, Blake Snell. If Darvish had some good, uh, had a good season with Chicago recently. And then you get Lamette. And then uh, Mackenzie Gore, who, uh, you know, we're going to get to the top prospects. talk about him. He's a good prospect. So we'll see. Because, I mean, you're everyone can be a top prospect. It matters how you perform as a top prospect. Billy Definitely. Bean was once a top prospect. <laughs> he didn't do anything. If anybody's seen Moneyball. And he hates scouts for that reason. Yeah. Uh, all right. Our next trade, one that didn't make sense to me at all, uh, involving a local, local kid here, Nolan Arenado, the face of the franchise, the Rockies. Uh, he got traded to the Cardinals. For like really not much, and the Cardinals or the Rockies are still even paying part of his deal. It came down to they gave him a big long term extension, and the Rockies now wanted to get out of that deal, uh, and that sucks. That sucks that they have these financial limitations because uh, that's a guy that should should have played there forever. He was the face of the franchise. He was fun. He was a great defensive player, and I, I know he wasn't as good this past year, but again, it was 60 games and who knows, but I, I think the Cardinals got away with the steal there. Oh yeah. I mean, that's what's so crazy. I mean, we'll get into it in a little bit when we go by each division, but is there off the top of your head, is there a better back-to-back hitting in the MLB this year than a Goldschmidt than Arnado? Probably, but <laughs> I mean, is there though? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> Just to say, just a just yeah, a back to back thing. Back, yeah. I'm not saying a better lineup. Obviously, there's a lot of better lineups than that. But I'm saying, like all star, like just power wise, like just back to back. I mean, I don't know if there is anything better than Goldschmidt. Yeah, I mean, you say like uh, Acuna and, and Freddie, but that's not back to back. Yeah, exactly. I'm just talking like back to back. Mookie and Seager, if Seager is as good as he was in the playoffs, but yeah. again, not back. Or they are, they did go back. But I'm just talking about also. It's more of so like yeah. their the f- the fame of that player like you know Arenado's had the big years Goldschmidt's had the big years but they're both NOS legends and but what I'm <laughs> what I'm gonna get at though is uh, this is the thing I'm excited the most about is don't be excited about the Cardinals no 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 I mean you don't even know what I'm gonna say yet okay. what I'm the most excited about though about this is this is Arenado's first time not in Colorado you know he's not playing 81 uh, 81 games in Colorado this yeah. year and I know a lot of people tarnish a lot of those good hitters in Colorado because of the fact of the altitude and all that stuff. So uh, just really quickly, do you think it's going to play a little bit of a factor? I mean, is Arenado going to have one of those Arenado type years? Like if he's healthy that he wouldn't, if he was in Colorado, or do you think his numbers are going to go down a little bit, but at the same time, he's also going to bat behind Goldschmidt. So that does help, but he was in the middle of like, you know, like, he had Blackman in front of him last year. He would have Story like either in front of him, behind him. I mean, he was always surrounded by good, uh, good players. You know, Carlos Gonzalez when he was like kind of in his prime, like at the end of it. So I don't know. I think uh, it'll be interesting to see the year Arnado has. I mean, is he going to have 120 run RBIs and bat 330? I don't think so. But you know, it'll you never know. Regardless, though, it's a, it's going to be a fun little back to back duo to watch this year. Yeah, but he's such a good defensive player too that it's. Oh yeah, I mean that's there. that doesn't matter where he's he could be on the moon and still play great yeah. third base. You know that's not going to matter at all. But all right, so our last trade here, uh, Francisco Lindor finally got traded. Seems like years he's been on the, the trading block, but he he's going to the Mets or he's he's on the Mets. He's uh, going to play for them. The, the Mets are also another team that's looking to finally put it all together. 
Uh, they also got Carlos Carrasco in the deal as well, but then he uh, he just tore his hamstring. Uh, he'll be out for a couple of months. But uh, Lindor was the, was the reason they wanted they wanted that special player, and I think he is. I don't know if he's ever lived up into, like completely to the promise, but he's put in some really good years. So I'm excited to see him. Yeah, I mean, he's had a, a good spring. I mean, I've seen him hit like three or four home runs that I've seen on uh, Instagram pages that I follow and whatnot. So I think he is going to have a good year. And I think he's uh, – it's a good lineup. I mean, you know, I know I keep saying this, but I mean, when we do preview the divisions, we'll get into it. But it's, it's a good lineup. And I think uh, – I mean, especially in baseball, you have to be in a good lineup. Like it's very rare to have the guys like Mike Trout that can – have you know have been in a lineup with eight pitchers or something and still have a good season it's like it's all about like having you know who's in front of you who's behind you and it really does make a big difference and Lindor is going to have respectable hitters in front of a man behind him this season for the Mets I mean I imagine he's going to be probably in like the two hole because that's why I think they've been batting him in the spring I think the lineups I've seen for the Mets this year has been like Nemo leading off and then Lindor and then uh behind him has been uh like big, big Pete I think no, Pete's been down to like five or six yeah. in that lineup. I think it's been uh who am I missing? Like they've had like Conforto in there somewhere and I feel like I'm missing a big bat in that lineup that I can't think of right now. I don't now. have all the depth charts in front of me. Yeah, I know. Fuck, that's but I will we'll know soon enough when the, the games actually start playing. Yeah. Uh yeah, it's a it's an important move. Um all right, well that's 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 it for the trades, but uh the one of the last sections I have here is uh top prospects coming into this year. I wanted to go over. I always think it's exciting to see who's the next going to be the next young, uh, big star here. Um, so I, I looked at who are the, the top prospects are coming into the season. Uh, number one is uh, Wander Franco with the Rays, but he is uh, probably not going to play this year. He's a shortstop. Uh, he's considered like one of the best prospects of the last like decade. That he's he's really elite. Um, but the Rays are probably going to take a step back this year. They've made some moves, I think, too. Uh, set them up more for another run later. Uh, so don't expect him this year. Uh, next up, Adley Rushman with the Orioles. He was the number one overall pick two years ago because the Orioles have been trashed for so long. But he's he's a catcher. And uh, if you have a, if a catcher who can hit, that's always going to be an intriguing prospect. So, um, again, look for him not this year but in the future. Uh, but the next guys here are people who should be playing in professional baseball this year. Uh, so first up, uh, Jared Kalenich with the uh, Mariners. He was. Uh, do you remember that that story from a couple months ago with the Mariners like GM, who was like on like a call and he like said all this, he talked all the shit on like the team and got fired. Uh, that's so, actually really funny though. Like he talked shit on I think like uh, one of their pitchers from Japan saying like I couldn't speak English at all and, and like. <laughs> uh, but one of the things he said was that like, oh, there's no way he's that guy. That kid's gonna start in the pros this year. Because we know we just have to wait six weeks and we get an extra year of him because mm. he doesn't get a full year then, which is like that's what every team does. But you're, that's but you're not you're, don't say like it out loud. Unwritten, the unwritten rule. Yeah. Like, yeah, we all know we do it, but we don't talk about that we do it. Yeah, because that's the thing is like it always be speculation. Like when teams tank, it's like oh they're tanking, but it's like hey, unless somebody comes out and ultimately says, which I think Mark Cuban said a couple years ago was like oh yeah we're tanking like yada yada, then it's like yeah, you know. And by tanking, too, doesn't necessarily mean, like, these guys are missing shots or losing on purpose. What it'll necessarily mean is that maybe 
a couple weeks before the season, the veterans aren't playing anymore, and they are bringing up guys from the like. I remember the, what was it, the Lakers three years ago, or four years ago, brought up the guy that was like the thirty-two year old, yeah, like the substitute teacher, like the algebra major or something. Yeah, and he came in and had like that like eighteen point game where he hit like five threes or something. It was like kind of like oh my god. Yeah, but this, this guy will end up uh, at some point being there, and and the Mariners have some bats. They're they're an improving team, I think. So. Um, You'll see him. And then uh, next up, Mackenzie Gore is a uh, starting pitcher who probably would have played last year for the Padres in a more real year. Uh, But I think the the shortened season really affected the minor leagues. It really affected a lot of like young players ready to make that jump because there was no AAA to go back to and try to like figure things out. So a lot of those players just didn't just had a lost year. Yeah, that's um, kind of crazy to think there wasn't a triple A last year. So like I don't know if if he's going to start the season with the Padres, um, but if he doesn't, he has somewhere to pitch to to work on things at least. So um, I think he'll be he'll be up with the the major league team at some point. Uh, then Nate Pearson, similar situation with Blue Jays. Who I don't know if he will start the year with the team, but he's he's good enough. He'll be up. Uh, then the next two guys are actually they did pitch last year. Uh, but are still considered oh. prospects because they didn't pitch enough. And both these guys did pretty well last year, especially yes. the guy we're about to talk about right now. He had a very good postseason. So, yeah, Ian Anderson with the Braves, but he pitched like 16 straight shutout innings or something yeah, to start. He, he was ridiculous. And he, I remember getting to the point where I said, like, right away, I was like, dude, I think this guy might be there. Like, if there was a game seven, a game deciding game, and which they obviously did get to with the Dodgers, and I don't remember what the story was, but. I was gonna say Ian Anderson should have been the one starting. I think he might have, but it was like he pitched too many. Who else did they have though? Like they had. I think it was so weird last year that everyone, every team did that thing where they were starting people for two innings and then pulling them. And um, we'll see if there's a more normal like pitching rotations this year. Uh, but yeah, he was really good. He was much better. He performed much better than I think his prospect status. So uh, we'll see if he keeps that up. But he, I mean, regardless, he was a, a really good prospect. But the fact that he was so good last year. Is intriguing. Uh, yeah, and then the next guy up here, uh, Sixto Sanchez of the Marlins. Uh, he, he was the centerpiece of the uh, Real Mudo deal uh, from last year. And uh, he pitched, I think, like most of the year for the Marlins, who surprisingly made the playoffs. They went 500. Yeah, and they actually got out of the first round. They beat the Cubs in the little uh, <laughs> first right? round thing. Yeah, no, they did. I remember that. Yeah. They, I think it was like a best of three series was yeah. how the first round was. And they did beat the Cubs. And then I think they actually played the, the Braves in the second round. And I actually, think so. I think they got – I think it was pretty they bad. They never I scored. They, I yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I think that was the case. I think they, they – I know like the Reds never swept. scored because Bauer, yeah, th- Bauer threw nine innings, zero <laughs> runs, and didn't win. Um, but, yeah, he he's good. He's already been proven. He's a he's – a, Good MLB pitcher already, so. All right, we're ready for our main preview here. Oh, yeah. Our over-unders, which gives us a chance to talk about the games here. And we always get to, this is always fun because we do this always with, uh, mostly with football and baseball, I feel like, the most, where we do our over-unders and uh, we talk, and we always get to see how we do at the end of the year between Andy and I, so this will be exciting. So I always go by division and go by who won last year. To start, so uh, starting with the AL East, Tampa won it last year with the, and also I'm giving the equivalent wins, so like a full season equivalent from last year's record. So uh, Tampa won 108 games. They were a great team last year, uh, but this year they're only projected or their over under is 85 and a half. So what do you think here, under or over? I'm gonna say over. I think Tampa Bay, and I don't think it'll be much over. I think Tampa Bay will be like an 80. 
Honestly, I think it'll be like right at that. I think they'll be an 86 to 89 win team. I don't think they'll be a 90 win team, but I think they'll be able to be high 80s. Yeah, they, they have an infrastructure here. Even if they're not trying to to really compete as much as last year, I think they, they turn out good teams. Yeah. Um, next up, the Yankees won 89 games last year, but their 2021 over under is 95 and a half. I'm gonna I'm gonna go over. Go I over. think I think they uh I think it'll be one of those things where I think they win like 97 or 98 games. Like it'll be somewhere around there. I don't know if they'll break 100 wins, but I think they are high 90s for sure. Uh, well, I'm taking I'm taking under here uh, just because it's the Yankees, and I, you know you don't mm-hmm. don't love the Yankees. You don't want to. I don't love uh, Cole, who didn't get a full year last year, but I think they expect big things from him this year. Uh, the Blue Jays they won 86 games last year. Their over under this year is 87 and a half. So this one's a tricky one because it's hard for me to say that I am I really going to believe that three teams in the same division can have in the high 80s. Granted, they all get to play the Orioles a handful of times and the Red Sox. That's their equivalent wins last year. So. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, 180, <sighs> Honestly, this one I'm going to say slightly under. I'm going to say under. I'm going to say the Blue Jays. I just don't believe in the starting pitching yet. I don't know how their bullpen is, but I just I don't believe in it quite yet. I think they're. I think this team, if, especially if. Uh, if they can stay together with that lineup and add some pitching, I think this is a team with those a lot of those young guys like Biggio, Bichette, and Guerrero Jr. That in two three years is going to be a is gonna, uh, you're going to see them like around the 95 win total. I think, but right now I just don't think they're there yet. 87 and a half wins is a lot, so I'm going to say under. All right, well I got over. Ooh, nice. Uh, the next up, this is the embarrassing thing: Baltimore Orioles, 68 wins last year, over under of 63 and a half. <laughs> Under <laughs> that going, division's too good, and they're they're not. I, I mean, I think the Orioles win like fifty nine games this year. The, the Orioles are god awful, but I'm going over just because that's such a low number. Yeah, it really is. Um, but I just I yeah, know. it's just a, that's a numbers game to me. <laughs> they're very bad, and they're not going to try to be good. Uh, when I said this was embarrassing, uh, the Boston Red Sox were worse than the Orioles last year. Yeah, I know. Uh, and they they won the World Series not that long ago. Uh, so this won. one's tricky because then this is me saying that I think do I really think four teams in a division can win eighty games? It's, so the thing with the possible. Red Sox is like they have the good they have a good lineup still. I mean you add Kike Hernandez who I like. They still have uh, Bogarts. They still have uh, Martinez. They still have uh, Devers. It's still a solid little lineup, and they've got a couple of those young prospects that are doing well. But I just think like they'll have to play the Yankees a handful of times, the Rays. I'm going to say slightly under, and I'm going to say it's going to be because I think they went around like 78 games. I think they go just just a little bit below 500. I'm also going under. I think they're also a team that probably knows they're not good enough and will make some moves um, for the future, looking for the future. So they might make themselves worse as the season goes on. All right, our next team, Minnesota Twins, 97 wins last year, over under of 88 and a half. So this is uh, tricky because I don't think they're going to win the division. And you know what? 88 is too high for me. I'm going under. And I think it's because I think they'll get literally between 86 and 88 wins. I think they'll be somewhere around that. I don't think they're a 90-win team. I just don't. I think they're, there's something about them that I just don't think they're a 90-win team. Yeah, I think you convinced me. I, I don't think their, their pitching is good enough. Yeah. And, I mean, they're, they have that crazy lineup that hits all the home runs, but um... – I don't know. Maybe maybe some injuries. I don't know. I don't yeah. think they're. They don't have the like top talent 
Uh, they have they have more depth than that, but that could mean bad things. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, the White Sox last year, 95 wins. Uh, their over/under is 90 and a half. I'm gonna I'm gonna go over because I think I think and I think it'll be again. I think these numbers are perfect. Like I honestly think I can see them winning like 91, 92 games. Like I don't think they're gonna sit out here and win 98 games this year or something like that. But I think they can get 91 or something. I mean they've got the decent starting pitching. They've got they improved on that bullpen with Hendricks, and I love that lineup. So I'm going over. I'm sticking with over as well just because nice. I want it to happen. Yes. And I think that's more so where I am too. I'm biased with the White Sox. White Sox, people that know me, the White Sox and Padres are my two little loves, dude. I've, and I've been like that for a couple of years. I just, those are the two teams that I just enjoy watching. Uh, next up, Indians also won 95 games last year. Over under of 80 and a half though, because they. Uh, yeah. Here's my only question. Who the hell's in that lineup anymore? Uh, Ramirez, is that it? <laughs> Edwin and Carno Shown. I don't know. I don't know who they got. That's the only thing with the yeah. Indians. I just do not know who's even in that well, lineup. They still, have, they still have Jose Ramirez. You know, you've got Shane Bieber. I think they have Carlos Santana. But Shane, and I think he left. Yeah, I think I, you're right. I think he I did, think he leave. did yeah. leave. All right. I don't know where he went, but I know he left. Uh, I'll look that up really quick, but I, I'm going to go under. I, I just, Shane Bieber, if Shane Bieber could pitch every game, I'd go over, but he can't. So I'm going under. Well, well we're in agreement on this division so far. <laughs> Uh, so I don't know. Um, also, I'm googling Carlos Santana, but I had to put baseball because yeah. there is a famous Carlos Santana guitar player. Who's he Carlos Santana is on the Kansas City Royals, which right. is honestly where I thought he went. And then here we go. How perfect! So Kansas City Royals won 70 games last year. Uh, over under this year is 72 and a half. Uh, I am. Oh. You want, you want me to take over and go first on any of these? Let me know. How about we'll do that for the National League? Okay, we can go okay, first okay. in the National League. Kansas City Royals, you know what? Call me crazy. I'm going to go over. Okay. I think, and only because I think they can win like 74, 75, because there's something about that little young lineup that I like. I mean, they've got, you know, you're going to have Perez back and healthy, I believe. You're going to have, I like, you know, Mondesi. They've got a couple other little young hitters. I think they can find a way to do it. I have no idea who the hell pitches on that team anymore, but. I believe they can do something. I, I just don't think that division's that good. So I mean, outside of the White Sox and Twins, I guess. So it is kind of good, but regardless, over. Well, I'm going under just to fit the numbers here. Okay. Uh, it'll make sense later. <laughs> Detroit, 164 last year. Uh, this year's over under 66 and a half. Under. <laughs> Detroit sucks. <laughs> I mean, that's just, I don't even need Yeah, that. no, but it, here's my trend. I know, it's so. I'm, I'm picking the so overs low. on all the worst ones, I think, because. You never uh, know. Usually about half of them end up doing like winning 72 or something. Yeah, that's true. I mean, 66 or yeah, 66 is very low. Yeah, but they, they are an awful team. Yeah, they are. They are. <laughs> They're not trying to win. Um, all right. Now on to the AL West. Uh, we've got Oakland at 97 wins over under of 86 and a half. I'm going to I'm going to go under here. I know Oakland always finds a way to make something happen, but I'm just not I'm just not sold on them. I don't know why. I'm just not. And I think it's a competitive division, so I think they'll uh, they'll lose some games. All right, well, I'm, I'm going over. I still I just believe in the infrastructure there. Uh, but I would also would not be surprised if Oakland wins like 73 games, just has a miserable season, and they reset. Um, so that's going to happen eventually. And that's sad that they've had a good run, but they still haven't been able to get over the hump here. Like 97 wins, I mean, I'll, I mean no, it was the equivalent, yeah, but it was still... Yeah, sure. 
Uh, it was a huge lead over Houston. So Houston, the next team, a 78. Houston had a bad season. Uh, yeah. They snuck in as the eight seed, though, and uh, they won. Remember, they beat – that was Oakland. They yeah, beat they, Oakland. They uh, they made a run in the playoffs last year. I thought they were going to be a team that honestly could have – and they beat the Twins, too. That's who they beat first. Yes. And yes, then they beat right. Oakland, right? I think so. Yeah. Anyway, it's in the past. 87 and a half wins. See, this is a – this is when it gets tricky because, and I don't want to spend too much time talking about it, but Houston's not, I, I, honestly, I'm torn on this one so far because I just don't think they're that great. I mean, they showed it last year that they weren't as good and you know what? I'm going, I'm going under. That's just where my gut says. I don't know why, but I'm just going under. I know you want to go under also. I think I have to go under. Yeah. I don't love them either yeah. for a lot of reasons. Yeah. <laughs> It's just not. I. I it's not the same thing, team. My biggest thing is Springer being gone is a big deal to me. I think I saw the Zach Greinke is their opening day starter. That's where yeah. they are at this point. And, so. Yeah, and I remember watching Zach Greinke on the Royals many moons ago. All right, so the Seattle Mariners, huh? Seventy-one and a half wins. This one I'm going to go over because I'm going to kind of go with what you're saying. How these lower teams, but I feel like the Mariners. They. I feel like the Mariners could sneak out 73, 74 wins this year. Yeah, I, I, I like over. I think they're. They seem to be on a track. <laughs> I don't know, it's, it's they're, they're not good, but uh, was that was that last year or two years ago? The Mariners were actually like started out pretty well, like five hundred through. Uh, I think that was or, two years ago. Yeah. Who even knows anymore? Yeah, last year was such a blur. Yeah. I mean, well, under our next team, the Angels, who uh, were very disappointing last year, got fourth place with uh, seventy wins this year over under eighty two and a half. So this is what I wanted to talk about really quick with the Angels. This is what's so funny about the Angels. So I was looking at it today and I think we'll probably get into it at the end of the podcast of like who our MVP picks are, but the Angels have the number one favorite at MVP with Mike Trout and then the number like five favorite in Rendon. There's not another team out there that has two MVP favorites in the top five, maybe Dodgers, but I don't think so. And isn't even but this is definitely the true part. Two MVP favorites in the top five, and they're not even supposed to make the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, it's just so crazy to me that you can have a team like that. With that said, 82 and a half wins, I'm going to go over. Because last year, I think they they flirted with 500 for the most part, and that was surprising to me. I think if Otani can come out and pitch, which is a big thing to say, but like if he can pitch the way he's capable of. and I mean, it's a good lineup. It's a good lineup. I mean, with Trout and Rendon in the lineup, it's a solid lineup. Fletcher's a good player too, but – so I, I just – I mean, will it go under? Most likely, but I'm going to be optimistic in the local team and say that they can win 85 games. And that's I'm sticking to it. I'm going over. Just there he is. I'm, I'm rooting for it. That's it's, the one other like opposite local team that you like that you actually don't hate. Like you don't like the Lakers. Yeah. You probably don't like the Rams. But you you have a soft spot for the Angels. Maybe you, as a kid growing up, going to some games. Yeah, no, I think I think baseball separates it well enough that they don't compete with each other. Well, it's because your rivals aren't usually your crosstown people. It's usually yeah. who's in your division. Like obviously the Dodgers, are the biggest rivals, the the yeah. Giants. So it's like that's yeah, that's how it works. Is you hate the Giants. Um, next up, Texas Rangers, fifty nine wins last year. Uh, this year, sixty seven and a half. You, you, don't, you don't even want to do it. They're so. They're I honestly, again, don't even know who's on this Rangers team. I mean, 67 and a half is low, but. You got Chris Davis. The thing is, that division is tough. I mean, you, they're going to have to play the Angels a handful of times. They're going to have to play the A's and Mariners. I mean, the A's and uh, Astros a couple times. So I'm going to. It's low, but I'm going to say under. I'm going to say under 67 and a half. Yeah, breaking my rule here. I'm going 
under as well, uh, even though it's a low total, just because I don't know anything about this team. All right, we're into the National League now. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. You go first on these ones. So starting with the NL East, Atlanta Braves won it last year, 95 wins. Their over-under is 92 and a half. Uh, I think I have to go over. I think they will do what they can to make sure they win this division. They will make moves. Um, this team needs to win now. This is this is their window. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna go over. Also, I think the I think the Braves are a good enough team to win uh, 95, 96 games. All right. Well, next next team up here, Miami Marlins, eighty four wins last year. Over under of 72 and a half. So those, those 84 wins were a big surprise. Yeah. They were also 34, 30 wins, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, oh yeah, I guess you go first this time. Yeah. Uh, I will stick with the over even because it's a low number and that's a big drop off. And it's not like they like gave up a bunch of players, but. Yeah, I'm actually with you. I'll go over also because I think it's just more so the fact that nobody believes in them, but I think they do have some good young hitters. They still have. You know, the couple guys in there like Anderson and Rojas, I think they still have Aguilar on the team. They have a couple other guys that can hit the ball pretty well. I mean, they're just uh, they're they're a fun little team. And they got a couple of those good young prospects that throw the ball hard. I think uh, I think there's no reason why they can't win like 75, 76 games. I don't think they're they're definitely not a playoff team. I don't think this year, especially with it being down to just the two wildcard teams again. But definitely a team that can compete. To win enough games. Yeah. And yeah, so they were they were second place last year, but they are projected as last place again. Uh so, so next up, the Phillies, 76 last year, over under of 81 and a half. Um, I am gonna go also with over for them. Um because it that means they go five hundred. I think I think they can do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the division's tough, but I I agree. I, I I'm going over. Also, I think the Phillies can win a a handful of games. I think they can uh, win. Like that's gonna be a good division. I think they can win 83, 84 games though. Our next team, uh, New York Mets, won seventy last year. Over under of eighty nine and a half for this year. Uh, this is not like deep analysis, but like the Mets always fool us. So I'm going to end up being wrong by actually saying under this time because I believe I was very high on them last year, and you saw what they did. So yeah, I'm gonna especially because we've uh, said the same one for the last like six games. I'm gonna go over on this one just because I actually do like the Mets. I think the with Degrom and whatnot, I believe Stroman can at least have a decent year. They've got a solid bullpen, but I I just love that. I love that lineup. I love I love uh, a lot of those young guys they have in there, like Lindor, Alonzo, McNeil. Conforto, I just think it's a lineup that can get some runs on the board. And anytime DeGrom pitches, I mean, all they need is two runs. I mean, that's that was the problem with DeGrom was he had so many good starts that he would lose because they wouldn't score runs. And I think now this year they're actually going to be able to give him the handful of runs that he deserves. Yep. Well, we'll see. I mean, they certainly have the talent. So it's just, you'd say, oh, it's the Mets. And that's lazy, but yeah. it seems to work out like that. So. Uh, last team in the NL East, the Washington Nationals, 70 wins last year, 84 and a half over under. Uh, I'm going under again. That I mean, they weren't, they're not as bad as they were last year. But I don't know if they're going to return to contention. Yeah, I, I, and I agree with that. I'm going under also because I just think that division is too tough. I, mean, I, just, I just think with the Braves and the Mets, and then you add the Phillies in there too, it's just a 
And the fact that the Marlins can steal a few games from you, I think it's just too tough of a division for them to uh, be able to sneak out 85 wins. I mean, because then at that point we're saying, is there going to be three teams that win like 90 games in this division? I mean, I just don't think so. And by, I don't think so. I mean, I know it won't happen. All right. Now we're headed to the NL Central. Chicago Cubs, 92 wins uh, over under of 79 and a half for this year. Uh, I'm going to go under because... Yeah, I don't, who's I don't, even pitching I don't like for the this team anymore? <laughs> uh, John Lester's still there? Who knows? Yeah, I'm going to go under also. I just don't think they... It's going to go back, unfortunately. You know, the Cubs won their World Series. They had their you know what? games, but... Arietta's back on the Cubs. Yeah, so it's all, it's all going to work out. <laughs> uh, okay. Next team, the Cardinals. 84 wins. Their over-under is 87 and a half. And I hate to do this, but... Over... So you know what? It's, I'm uh, I'm actually going to go under because I honestly think this is the division that 84 wins is going to win it. I don't think this is going to be a division that has a 90-win winner this year. I think yeah. this division gets won with somewhere between 84 and 88 games. So I'm going to say under with the Cardinals because I honestly think 87 wins could be enough to win this division this year. Yeah, it could be. And it's not actually what they're predicting that it will be. Um, it's got a solid middle here. Yeah. So the Reds here, uh, 184 last year. This year, over-under is 82.5. Uh, I'm taking under as well because I think they lost a bit of their identity with Bauer leaving. Yeah, and I'm, I'm but, actually going under for that same reason because I just think if they still had Bauer, I would love that over. Granted, that over would probably be a little bit higher, but yeah, I, I just don't see it happening. Uh, okay, next next team here, Milwaukee Brewers, 78 wins last year over under of 82 and a half. Uh, I will go over. I think a team's been in a lot of playoff games. Uh, they all, they still scare me. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll just I'll go under just because I think like I can see them being an 80 81 win team. I mean, it all depends on how Christian Yelich is. You know, Christian Yelich is when he's on that team's good. When he's not on, I don't think that team's that impressive. So. I'll just go with that. And then the, the last team here is the, the worst team from last year. Uh, Pittsburgh Pirates, 51 wins last year. Their over-under this year is 59 and a half, which is absurdly low, which is why I have to say over, even though I think uh, it, saying so they're the I'm, worst team makes sense. I'm, I'm <laughs> we got a box injury. It's fine. I'm a... I keep forgetting there's some behind me, but I'm sorry. But I'm gonna. I've never uh, done the podcast in this establishment before, so it's new territory. But I'm gonna go over also because I think it gets to a certain point where it just becomes disrespectful <laughs> to say this team won't win 60 games is a little disrespectful. I mean, I know they're not that good, but they have a they have decent guys in that lineup that I think, and especially in a division that, in my opinion, I think is the overall weakest division, is enough for me to say they can sneak out like 62 wins this year. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. Uh, on to the NL West here. Uh, the Dodgers won 116 last year, which was would have tied the record if it was a full season, but it wasn't. Uh, but they did win the World Series. Uh, this this year, their over under is 103 and a half uh, because they're that good. That is uh, is that eight more than the next best team, the Yankees? Uh, looks that close. is. And the Padres, which we haven't got to yet. Uh, but that's pretty crazy, which like I just have to say under because Ooh. it's a lot. It is a lot. But I'm going to I'm gonna go over, Andy. I'm going to say the Dodgers win like 108 this year or something. I don't think they win 100. I don't think they get to their 116. But 
It's just such a good team. And I mean, I just look at it where they get to play the Giants a handful of times. They get to play the Rockies a handful of times, the Diamondbacks. It's just, it, this is probably like outside of the, you know, Dodgers Padres, in my opinion, this might be the second weakest, like competitive division wise. And actually, yeah, maybe tied with the AL Central, but competitive wise. I mean, it's just like, it's just the bottom is just too bad. There's just any division that has like three teams that are really like not that good. It's just not sold for me. And this division has that. So I'll go. Yeah. Uh, so then the next team, the Padres, who, like we just said, they actually have the second highest over under total uh, this year. They had the second best record in the National League last year. Uh, won 100 games. Uh, great young team. This year, their over under is 95 and a half. And I'm going over because I think this team just yeah, is getting better. I'm going over also. I, I do like this Padres team. I think they – this is going to be the division where I think the Dodgers go and win over 105 games. I think the Padres – honestly, this division can have 200-game winners. It wouldn't surprise me. That's what happened last year in our yeah. simulated season, we're going to call it. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're, almost, we're almost done here. We got the Giants up next, 78 wins. Uh, Their over-under is 75 and a half. I will go – I think I'll go over just because uh, I'll I'm tell glad, you. I'll tell you at the I'm end. I'm glad why. you went over because I'm going under. I just okay. think that's. I just don't believe in the Giants. I just fuck them. <laughs> uh, okay, next up, Colorado Rockies won seventy, and they're over under for this year is sixty three and a half. Which is crazy to me that they just dropped so much. Yeah. You're going under with that. I'm going under because they deserve it. Yeah, I. I'll go under also. I think they win like 61 games. It's just it's just not a good team. It just really isn't. Yeah, they had one year where the pitching seemed to work and then it didn't. So who knows? Uh, all right, the last team here, Arizona Diamondbacks. 68 wins last year over under of 75 and a half. And I am going under here. And this is why I had to go over with the Giants because there will probably be some easy wins for them. 75 That's my and logic. Half. Ugh. I'm going to go under also. I'm sorry. I know I don't like us agreeing too much, but I'm trying to be the better one here. I got to go with what I like. And I, I just don't see a world where Diamondbacks get close to 80 wins this year. All right. Well, that's fine. I mean, we've got plenty of disagreements. It's, yeah. There's meaningful differences. Um, all right. Well, that's that's the over-unders. So uh, I guess from there, I guess you could say that you like the Yankees to win the AL East. Mm-hmm. I think the Blue Jays have a good shot of doing it. Okay. So I don't know if I'm going to say I like them, but I like their chances, you know. Yeah, definitely. Uh, in, in the Central, it seems like we're both on the White Sox. Yeah, I definitely like the White Sox win the Central this year. And then in the West, <laughs> I think we're like a three-way tie. Yeah. The West, honestly, it is up for grabs. Like, on, I honestly believe that between the the, the A's, Angels can pull it off. The A's, the Angels, and the Astros, I think they can. Because I looked at it today, and it was like the Astros are plus one hundred to win that division. The A's were plus one twenty five, and the Angels were plus three hundred. So it was the only division where it actually had. Honestly, even Vegas is kind of like we don't know. Like this is going to be an interesting year, I think, for the AL West. Because how good is Oakland going to be? How good is Houston going to be? Are the Angels actually finally going to give a shit with Trout and Rendon in the lineup for a full season? I mean, who knows? So, uh, yeah, that one's up in the air. I would love to be able to have the balls to say the Angels are going to win that division. But I just don't know. But I also just don't like the Astros and A's. So, honestly, with that division, I'm it's up in the air for me. I really don't know. You know, want me to be bold? I'll be bold. I'll say the Angels. 
I'll be bold and say the Angels somehow pull off that division by like a game. It'll be like a tiebreaker game. All right, I'll go with it too. All right, there we go. Beautiful. All right, on to the NL East. I think the Braves, I think we're in, in agreement there, right? No? I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, I mean, I'm going to oh. go with the Mets too. Oh, okay, I, yeah, I, I forgot, yeah. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, okay, you know what? I will stick with the Braves. I think the Braves do win that division, but not by much. I think that division comes down to the final, like, Few games. I think they win that division by anywhere between two to six games over the Mets. It will. It will not be. It will be close. And then uh, you know Central. I, I like the Cardinals. I like the Cardinals too. I just think it's a division that has just, a lot of just at eighty five okay teams, and I think the Cardinals can win that division with eighty four to eighty seven wins. And then the last one. Uh, it sounds like you still like the Dodgers, and yeah, I still like the yeah. Dodgers. And the Padres will not be far behind, though. The Padres. Yeah. It's very possible the Padres have the second best record in the NL, but it happens to be that they yeah. play in the same division as the team with the best. And that's that's what sucks here about baseball is that uh, the wild card is such a bad draw to get yeah. that if they if they do again because it is just one game and yeah. it, it and it happens because let me I'm glad you brought that up actually because the reason why I'm glad Andy brought that up is because I think it's very possible that what you see this season is the Padres have the second most wins in the National League. But they get second place in the division because the Dodgers are the best team. And then if the Braves win that division, let's just say the Padres and the Mets are the two wildcard teams. The Padres will have to face the number one, yep. in my opinion, the number one pitcher in all of baseball and DeGrom. And that's where things can get fucked. Because then all of a sudden, are the Padres going to be eliminated after one game with 101 wins this year? While the a team like the Mets that maybe wins 92 gets to prance on and everybody else and the Cardinals who get... 86 yeah. wins this year move on to the you know the second get to be home in this in the first round because they won the division it's like it's or maybe not home but maybe on the road but whatever regardless get to be in a five game series when Padres have to lose because they have to go face to Quran but yeah we'll see all right well we wrap that part I think we've got just one last thing to do here um, MVP picks I'm going to go with, uh, for the American League, I'm going to stick with, I'm just going to go with Trout. I mean, Trout seems to always be the guy. He's got a a full season now with Rendon batting behind him. And the fact that that division, I don't think is that too dominant. I'm going to go with that. And uh, for the National League, I'm going to go with uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. Okay. I think, you know, like now that that he's, he had a very good year last year. I think now he's going to be a year better. And I think he, uh, he does it for him. All right. Well, I'm going with, uh, Arenado, because I think that'll be a storyline. Okay. And I picked the Cardinals, so I like to be consistent there. And then, uh, since I picked the Angels okay. and you picked Trout, I think I'll have to go with Rendon. Okay, there we go. Uh, and then, as, I don't have anything for Cy Young. I can't even... If I had to go Cy Young, so. I was looking it up today. I mean, National League, it'd be for me, it'd be between DeGrom and, and Bauer, because I do think Bauer's going to have a lot of wins this year. And I think he's actually going to be pretty, pretty solid. But, I mean, DeGrom's just... So dominant. So, I mean, gun to my head, I'd go to Grom. And then in the National League, I mean, in the American League, I think I'm going to, I might go with the feeling that I think Garrett Cole comes back this year with a good year. I mean, it'd be between Garrett Cole and Shane Bieber, but I just don't think the Indians are going to be good enough for Shane Bieber's overall numbers to be that nice. So, I just think Garrett Cole is going to find a way to, with his first full real season with the Yankees, I think he's going to get it together. I think, like, he had the 60-game season last year, so any nerves he might have had, which... Sure wasn't many, but still, pitching for New York is a big deal. 
I think he's kind of got it behind him, and I think it favors him to have a really good season this year for them. Uh, well, okay. I, oh. I think uh, we got a good preview in. I think uh, I'm excited about it. Oh, yeah. We got a whole hour of this. Uh, yep. And it's 10 o'clock here. Yeah. I am I'm, I'm tired. tired. So. Uh, but yeah, thank, thank you but for... But it was what needed to be done. Yeah. We got a full season. We got to we gotta celebrate it. So uh, thank you for listening, Tony. Yes. Uh, thank you also for listening. And uh, hit that like and subscribe oh, button. Oh, yeah. To refer, refer to a friend. And uh, we will... Uh, you know, we're excited. I'm going to try to be on this podcast a little bit more if I can. And uh, we got some big sports ahead of us. You know, we got the uh, baseball seasons coming up. And then if you listen to our sports podcast, you know, NBA playoffs and NHL playoffs are right around the corner as well again, which it seems like we were just talking about it because we were in October and whatnot. And uh, here we are again. So uh, it's a beautiful time in the sports world. Things are starting to come back to normal. So it's a good thing after a long year. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs>